well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So glad you're with me here on another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name, of course, is uh, Cam Edwards. Glad that you're with us today. Going to be talking with Jim Wallace of the Gun Owners Action League here in just a moment or two. Um, Although... Uh, 4420 is on hold for now. There's a lot going on behind the scenes of the state capitol in uh, Boston. Plus, uh, there's a lot going on in terms of Second Amendment supporters trying to uh, derail the latest attack on their right to keep and bear arms. We'll get to that in just one moment. Before we do, however, Biden's America. It's crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation, pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch meat next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that is why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews, and they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. So, again, a lot of stuff going on in Massachusetts during this summer break. You've got action in both the House and the Senate in terms of drafting uh, or maybe uh, revising existing gun control legislation like 4420. So let's get the latest from Jim Wallace of the Gun Owners Action League. Take a look and a listen. Jim, thanks so much for coming on the program. So much for you getting to enjoy a quiet summer, huh? Well, you know, the last time I tried to lay on the beach up here in New England, uh, a bunch of volunteers kept trying to roll me back in the water. So I don't do that anymore anyway. Breed Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an endangered species, I swear. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, talk about a way to screw up a perfectly lousy summer anyway. But, yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, I, I can't tell you. I, I always hate to use the term proud of our members because it kind of puts me in a weird position. I mean, who am I to be proud of somebody? But you know, just the awesome response that we have had statewide. You're always going to get the naysayers, people who think, you know, they know better than anybody else. And But for the most part, the energy behind this fight is nothing like I've ever seen in Massachusetts. So it's pretty incredible. Well, and I think the fact that, you know, you all were able to get 4420 um, slowed down at the very least, right? We're not out of the woods yet, but I mean, they were trying to get this passed by the end of July. And you were able to stop that from happening. You know, I would like to, that should energize gun owners in Massachusetts. And I realize it's easy to feel beat down and feel like you don't have a shot. But, you know, again, when you guys come together, um, you really can do things and you have accomplished, uh, I I think, something already very important. So so let's talk about what's going on this summer, um, both with goal members and Second Amendment advocates, as well as what's going on to the state house, because. We know that the anti-gunners aren't going to just give up and admit defeat here, right? What are they doing during this summer recess? Well, it's it's interesting. From what we're hearing in the state house, of course, they're on summer recess, like you just said. So, um, I guess the speaker's office is trying to regather themselves, and I know for a fact that they're meeting with individual legislators to see what might be saved of this thing. The interesting piece of it is the dynamics that they made so many promises to the Giffords people and the and the so-called moms that if they change the bill in any way, now they're going to come after them. So 
it's the speaker has really put himself in a no-win situation. So we'll see. Uh, uh, you know, our message to the speaker is if you're redrafting this, don't use Chairman Day to do it. Because anything, I don't care if he's giving free ice cream away, it's going to be toxic. So, you know, his reputation is gone. So find somebody else to at least work on it for you if you want. You know, of course, if they actually wanted a crime bill, I'd write one for him. You know, give me a call. I've done it before. Right. There's tons of sections of criminal law in the books that I personally wrote. So tell me what you're trying to do, and I'll write something for you that won't affect our people and hammer the bad guys. And and we've already done that to some extent. On the Senate side, uh, you know, we we said earlier that they've announced they're going to do something on their own come fall, but they're going to take their time. They are assembling uh, a team of sorts uh, to to try to uh, tackle this. And it's going to be led by Senator uh, Cynthia Cream, who's traditionally F-rated with us, but she's the number two in command, I believe, in the Senate now. So, but they are assembling a team uh, to try to tackle this. And uh, I already know there's at least one really pro-2A Democrat uh, senator who's going to be part of that team. So he'll he'll look out for us to some extent. Um, and, you know, if if anybody's looking for language, they can certainly reach out to me and some have already. It's not a matter of amending 4420 because you can't mm-hmm. fix that. You have to start from scratch. So if they're really looking for something to go after criminals, let's do it. The problem, Cam, is the courts aren't using the tools they already have. Matter of fact, just this morning, I had a legislator reach out to me and ask me for a list of laws that we think aren't even being used. <laughs> and I said, well, how much time you got? You know, So it's, it's one of those deals that it doesn't really matter because even the police will tell you, you know, on the side, we go through all this work, build the case, go to court, and they drop the charges or give them probation, and they're right back out again. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, this, whatever, crime's growing, and some of it's because of the policies that they've passed here in Mass. But that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day. Right. Yeah. And now, now what about uh, what, what Goal is doing uh, during the summer months? Well, the, the uh, anti-gunners are huddled behind closed doors trying to uh, recalibrate their positions. Uh, you all are not sitting on your laurels or on the couch. I, I, before we started, you showed me a, a yard sign behind you. It was 7,000 yard signs so far have been handed out. What if I can do this here? Hold on. Yep, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I got to tell you, thank thank God to a, a, a gold member, Tim. He owns a print company called Printmaster. Before we even got going, he was printing out these signs and distributing it at below cost. So, you know, between him and and some of the other print shops that we've engaged with, yeah, there's seven thousand out there, and there's thousands more coming uh, because what we're doing. Uh, thanks to some of the clubs and a bunch of firearm retailers around the state, we're using them as pickup points because we just couldn't handle the logistics of delivering signs to every house. Yeah. Once one. So these people are really doing a great job as being pickup points. And we're constantly getting calls that, okay, guys, we're empty. We need more, you know, whatever. And uh, that's why we actually had to hire a person just just to handle the logistics of all this, which is awesome. Um, and you actually know our Carrie, Carrie Ann, who's actually the local DC project head. Oh yeah. With America. Yeah. She, uh, we just called her up and say, Hey, listen, do you need a job? And she's like, well, actually, yeah. So 
here we go, you know, and she's rocking and rolling. And uh, thank God she's she's taken up that for us because the rest of us are trying to keep the sanity moving. But it, it's not easy right now. The, yeah, no uh, kidding. A lot of members have taken the initiative, uh, setting up tables at events. We There was something called Hunt Stock this past weekend, and they gave us a free table. Uh, you know, we have, matter of fact, this weekend, we're trying to get people to set up a local, what we're calling overpass day, which is find an old local highway overpass near you. Let us know and we'll publicize. You're going to be there, banners, signs, whatever, you know, that way people don't have to travel to a, a central location. They can do it right locally. And uh, some of those are being set up as we speak. So it, the initiative taken by a lot of these members is just so crucial to what we're doing you know, a staff of four, now five, there's no way we could do this logistically without them. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I mean, I think this is going to have an impact. Uh, and I think it already is having an impact. Now, you talked about, you know, dispersing across the state of these overpasses, but you are going to have at least one semi-centralized gathering coming up here later this month, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to uh, August 27th, which is a Sunday at the uh, Quincy Marriott Hotel. We're, we're just going to have an indoor kind of freedom celebration slash rally, if you want to call it that. And a lot of people, you know, have said, why Quincy? I don't want to go to Quincy. Well, Quincy is the speaker's hometown. So what better place to hold a two-way celebration event than the speaker's hometown? Matter of fact, one of our one of our speakers, I don't know if you know him, uh, Patrick from uh, gunfood.com, uh -huh. uh, said he used to be the speaker's uh, paper boy when he was a kid. So he can't wait to get up and talk about him. But the uh, yeah, it should be fun. It's uh, it's not meant to be, you know, we're not going to have a bunch of politicians there. We're just we're going to have some great folks. Um, I think you're going to pre-record something for us. And, uh, you know, we'll have it's not a sit down dinner, but we'll have I, I think Angie ordered a slider bar, which is cool. Hey. Uh, you know, cash bar. We got some phenomenal door prizes that people have donated to us. Uh, matter of fact, three guns that were pulled right off the newly proposed ban list that we're going to give away for free uh, just for walking in the door. So, yeah, if anybody wants to attend that, they can just go to the Gold website and, and grab some tickets. That is fantastic. I, I really wish that I could be there in person. Unfortunately, I, I cannot, but I'm so glad that I'm at least going to be able to uh, help you guys out a little bit. And I promise I won't go too long with my pre-recorded comments because nobody wants to listen to, you know, somebody yammer uh, for that long when they're not right in front of them. But uh, again, you know, I just want to thank all of the gun owners in Massachusetts who are getting out there, who are being engaged. They're, they're talking to their friends. They're talking to their family, their neighbors. They're going and hanging out on highway overpasses. You know, I mean, this, this really is a crucial moment. Because as you and I have talked before, Jim, it's not like this stuff's going to stay in Massachusetts. You know, if they can, whatever they can ram through, maybe yep. some of the stuff they can't even ram through, um, they're going to export this to other states where they think that they can, you know, do the same thing or that they can use this as a bargaining chip to try to weaken existing laws. So this is all of our fight. I mean, it, it doesn't matter to me if you live in Massachusetts or Mississippi. This is your fight, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to all the people that continually have told us, you know, stop this nonsense, just file a lawsuit. They really don't understand the process there. And, and you know, God bless the organizations that are litigation organizations mm -hmm. done some yeoman's work. But our job is to stop it before it even gets to that point, because, Cam, look at I'm sure you've done tons of interviews from New York, California, Illinois, you know, 
all those states that already passed laws a year ago are still bogged down in court. Yeah. They have to live with this stuff until it's done. So our job is to destroy it before we even have to get there. And this particular law, proposed law, is so big, federal court's not going to take it on all at once. Right. So it's probably going to take three or four different cases to try to tackle it, millions of dollars. How many years before we get to the Supreme Court, which is our only hope? Mm -hmm. We don't know what the Supreme Court's going to look like at that point. So, no, you're absolutely right. And I mean, you, 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 from a tactical perspective, from a strategic perspective, absolutely it makes sense. Stop a bad bill before it becomes a bad law. I mean, yeah. that, that, you know, and and again, even if you think, well, the deck stacked against us, you got to try your hardest because not only are we fighting in the courts of law, but we are fighting in the court of public opinion too. I mean, this was something I was talking about with John Harris from the Tennessee Farms Association. They've got their special session coming up next week. And, uh, you know, we know particularly in Massachusetts, how anti-gun the media is. I mean, I ran across this story from the Boston Globe, I think it was yesterday, about, uh, you know, these gun dealers in Littleton that are now trying to open up shop in, in, in other towns and the towns that are passing zoning laws, trying to prevent gun stores from operating. There was one lady who actually said, we don't want you here. Yeah. I mean, that's the type of bigotry. And that's the word that you use when the Boston yes. Globe reached out to you. But that's the type of bigotry that we are seeing here. And so... You know, listen, gun owners, I, I, I've always believed that every gun owner has a unique story to tell about why they exercise their right to keep and bear arms. And even even telling and sharing those stories, I think, is an important part of activism, because you've got so many folks in Massachusetts who just view gun owners as some other. Right. They're they're not your neighbor. They're not your friend. They're not your coworker. They're not your uh, uh, significant other. They're just another. Um, and so when we start, I think. It is, it's sad that we have to do it, but when we humanize ourselves and why we exercise our right to keep and bear arms, why we find this right so important, I think that can actually have a difference. It can make an impact. It's the personal story. It's it's absolutely the personal story. And that's why, you know, again, I don't want to dissuade anybody from doing it, but the, the automated click here to send an email to your legislator or, you know, give me a form letter or, you know, a petition to sign. Little paragraph, handwritten note, makes all the difference in the world. You know, I, I matter of fact, that's one of the things some of the clubs are doing is having letter writing events. And they have people there that look up who your legislator is. So you can you, you'll know who they are, write directly to them. They have uh, talking points, bullet points, you know, little paragraph. Don't have to get detailed. You know, I had a young kid that was 12 years old that came to one with his parents. And he's like, well, Jim, what should I write? And I says, well, what do you love to do? And he goes, I love to go hunting with my dad. That's what you're right. I don't care if it's two sentences, but it's from a 12-year-old kid that wants to continue to go hunting with his dad. Those are the things that make the difference. As a matter of fact, a lot of legislators have told me, Jim, we're hearing from constituents we've never heard from before. And some of them aren't gun owners that are really angry about this because they know what it's going to do to public safety. You know, it's going to disarm an entire populace. If this ever passed the way it is, whew, violent crime in Massachusetts would skyrocket because no one outside their home would be able to defend themselves. That is what's at stake uh, with 4420 and with the unnamed Senate bill at this point. Uh, yeah. Listen, Jim, we're going to stay on top of this. When, when, when are lawmakers scheduled to come back to the state house? It'll be sometime after Labor Day. Not exactly okay. The, the date. I don't think they've set a date yet, but it's it's sometime after Labor Day. Um, 
you know, and they'll, I'm sure they'll schedule some formal sessions, but um, I, I would be surprised if we saw a, a revised bill drop that quickly, but Hey, who knows? You know, they did it two weeks after our listening tour. So it's <laughs> right. amazing looking drop out of the sky on our heads, right? So Yeah, no so kidding. Don't, well, under, don't underestimate anything. Yeah, no kidding. Well, we got the overpass uh, weekend coming up here this weekend, August 27th. That again in Quincy, Mass. You can get more information about the uh, segment of the gathering there at uh, goal.org. And if you're Massachusetts gun owner, sign up for the goal alerts as well. Uh, Jim, thank you, man, as always, for everything you do. I'm so glad to hear that the uh, response has been so strong from gun owners, but uh, we're going to stay on top of this. And uh, let's talk again here in a couple of weeks, can we? Absolutely, yeah. And we do have a, a new web name that goes directly to the huge resource page. It's just simply stophd4420.com. It'll bring you right to the resource page with all the information you need to know. Beautiful. Thank you, Jim Wallace from the Gun Owners Action League, and I look forward to talking again very soon. All right. Talk to you later, Cam. Many thanks to Jim Wallace for joining us on the program here. And uh, yeah, we will be talking with him again in the very near future. Right now, let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there with a, a case out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, where a, a man was arrested for robbery while out on probation for robbery. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird one. Jerry Stevens, according to police, walked into a, a quick trip in Tulsa in late July. Then Justin Ritter with the uh, Tulsa Police Department said he approaches the counter, passes a note. No, basically says, I'm going to shoot everyone in here. Give me the money. Um, Ritter says while watching the video, detectives caught something else. They said that he noticed that he was armed with a pistol. Uh, Ritter said, we call it clutching for it, grabbing the gun at times, never pulls it out and points it at the clerk, but passes the note and then is armed at the same time. So with the help of police in a neighboring Sepulpa, Oklahoma, they were able to track down and arrest Stevens take him into custody, and then they ran a search warrant at his residence out in Sepulpa, and uh, Fox 23 in Tulsa reports that a closer look at Stevens' record shows that in February of 2021, two and a half years ago, uh, Stevens was given a 20-year sentence for another robbery, this one out of Oklahoma County, Oklahoma City, basically, and he was out of prison by November of 2022 after receiving a 20-year sentence i mean less than two years behind bars uh ritter says the case is frustrating he says it's always frustrating when we get cases we arrest guys that have been sentenced to prison for whatever reason some of that sentence is suspended so they'll do a minimum amount of time actually in custody get out and while they're still on the suspended sentence commit another crime yeah frustrating absolutely in this case thankfully no life was lost but you know, again, we talk about these stories every day here on Cam and Company. I always say this isn't a blue state problem. This is a this is a a a problem in both blue states and red states. Oklahoma is about as ruby red as it comes, and yet you still have violent offenders who are getting what amount to slaps on the wrist or a kiss on the cheek uh, with these plea deals, and then they're walking away. Again, as Ritter says, after serving just a minimal amount of time behind bars, going on to be accused anyway of committing further crimes of violence while they're out on probation, out on parole, or in some cases out on bond. And the system, unfortunately, tends to rinse and repeat these offenders uh, through the system right back out onto the streets once again. Again, this isn't San Francisco. It's in Los Angeles. It's not New York. It's happening in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The case out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, where he was sentenced to 20 years and ended up doing two. 
So, yeah, this is a problem that all of us need to be aware of. And again, if we're looking to fight violent crime, we don't do it. By passing laws aimed at you, me, and other lawful gun owners, we do it by making sure that violent offenders actually do the time that they were sentenced to, or at least more than a tenth of their sentence, as was the case here. Today's Armed Citizen story from Chicago, where the website CWB Chicago reports a teenage robber with a pellet gun ran away when his intended victim pulled out a real firearm happened uh, around 1230 Tuesday afternoon, broad daylight, uh, not far from the Argyle Red Line station, according to CWB Chicago. Uh, The uh, brazen daylight robbery actually involved a group of individuals who approached a 37-year-old woman on the street. One of them pulled out again what turned out to be a pellet gun, demanded the woman's property. The woman, however, drew uh, drew her own firearm, and police say the group ran away. Cops took the uh, 15-year-old into custody a few minutes later, confiscated his pellet gun. CWB Chicago says charges are pending. I uh, don't have any information on the uh, woman in question, whether or not she possessed a, a valid concealed carry license in the city of Chicago. I hope for her case that she did. Uh, but we'll see if we can find out more information here as uh, the investigation continues. Finally today, in the right place, at the right time, we'll unable to do the right thing. An off-duty paramedic in the Lone Star State of Texas who helped save a neighbor's choking baby in the uh, town of Porter, Texas. He was captured on the uh, uh, home's uh, security camera. Eric Watson is the uh, paramedic in question. He says that he was home napping when all of a sudden he heard a pounding at the door. And uh, the mom outside yelling, please call 911, my child is choking. Watson says he opened the door and was met by his panicked neighbors that immediately jumped into action, was able to clear the baby girl's airway, and then uh, he and the child's mom waited for an ambulance crew to arrive and take over. According to uh, authorities, thanks to Watson's quick actions, he's expected to be just fine. She was taken to an hospital by ambulance, but uh, checked out uh, and is doing okay. Watson's wife spoke to a KPRC in Houston, telling him he's been a paramedic for five years, currently works full-time at the Montgomery County Hospital District and part-time, as a uh, EMS worker as well, also employed at the University of Texas, San Antonio, where he's working to obtain his bachelor's degree. So, man, he needed that nap. But, uh, again, well, even with all of the work that he is doing, he was still able to uh, rise to the occasion and to save the life of that little girl there in Porter, Texas. So, Eric Watson, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. We thank you, sir, for your very, very good deed. That is about all the time we've got for you here on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. But we will be back tomorrow talking with Rick Travis, Legislative Affairs Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. There's a lot to uh, talk about going on in California. You've got uh, Gavin Newsom introducing that uh, 28th Amendment that he wants to see to replace the Second Amendment. Plus, we've got the Bruin Response Bill and other anti-gun bills. We'll talk about all that and more with Rick Travis on tomorrow's show. In the meantime, don't forget to check out BarryandArms.com throughout the day for the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. And if you like what you see, I'd also encourage you to become a VIP or VIP Gold member. All you have to do, go to BarryandArms.com slash subscribe, use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, And you can get a significant savings on your VIP or VIP Gold membership. We're going to give you exclusive content as our way of saying thanks because your support really does matter. So I'd encourage you to check it out and uh, look forward to talking again tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.